0: the talk show. 26 minutes to 8. Let's quickly chat to Tamba in Campton Park. Tiza, good evening. Well, good evening, how are you? We're well, how are you? I'm all right. I wish to say congratulations to the doctor. Yes, thank you. We appreciate what he's doing and I wish everybody sees what he's coming up with. Uh, and, and follow sir, or rally behind it. I wish the government actually gives them more support so that we get situations like this and get South Africa out of the world. Thank you very much, Dr. We appreciate that.
1: Thank, we'll thank, rally behind you. Thank you, sir. But it is, again, it's a team effort. There's a whole team. There's a local team down in Eastern Cape, for example.
0: And uh, SMS from uh, MR in Cape Town What is the potential of this job creation Through delivery of municipal Services to the youth and Women
1: Doc? Yes well the, the jobs Can be created and as I said earlier on mm. We did a kind of rough calculation In terms of maintenance That is needed of infrastructure whether using the social Franchising route or any, any other route to mm. But there's quite a few hundred thousand jobs, maybe even towards half a million jobs, potentially to be created if one looks at the amount of infrastructure that there is and the need for maintenance. Okay, so there's the jobs. Whether they youth or uh, gender or whatever the case may be, mm. the fact is that the, need, the jobs are there. If you want to skew it in a particular way, well, that's fine. But uh, we, we tend to find it's, um, that it 's the people who come forward and said uh, say we see an opportunity for us and for the people that we would like to employ mm-hmm. and and so irrespective of who they are, they tended so far to be more mature people because they 've come forward with the opportunity. Mm-hmm. you can 't force it on anybody That's true. Uh, so they 've tended to come forward as being more mature people and said they tended also to be uh, uh, ladies more than men um because you're trying something new, you you you, you want to you don't want to try to make it too difficult mm-hmm. in the beginning. Uh, so it's a question of who's got the right spirit. It's difficult enough as it is without trying to force uh, someone to become an entrepreneur who doesn't actually have the skills to do so. Mm-hmm. But uh, in time, in time, all these things will come.
0: And I see the turnovers are not bad for people who are starting out. Uh,
1: yeah, but. Uh, you know, to, to, to run a small business, create and run a small business and be responsible for people, you do need people with maybe a certain, I hesitate to say, a certain maturity. Yes. Uh, somebody who's maybe, you know, with experience of something like this before, they, they know how to handle. Uh, you know, to handle people who may be older than them or somebody too young and may not relate to older people mm. they would have to employ. Mm. I don't know. We haven't actually had a case like that yet. But create anyway, get the jobs, uh, the potential they're created, get the funding in place. Uh, and then uh, we all will find that a lot of different people, maybe surprising to us, will come forward and be outstanding successes at this. We don't know yet.
0: I like the fact that you're open to anyone who's willing uh, to do it. Yes. How can people get uh, in touch with you, Doc, for for more discussions and to see if you can help them to try and get it?
1: Well, i prefer yes. if they emailed me. Yes. It's K-W-A-L-L.
0: A-L-L yes. At
1: CSIR,
0: CSIR
1: Dot Dot z-a. So it's like Kenya, Wales, Australia, London, London At yes. Canada, Sweden, India, Russia <laughs> Dot like, yeah.
0: For more information yeah. Look, many thanks This is the kind of work I think I could do As I was saying to you off a I I was mm. talking with the idea of learning how to do plumbing
1: uh, Plumbing, yes, yeah. okay Because a lot of plumbing skills would be required for this yes. yes But But um, do you really want to work outdoors and sometimes in, in all weathers and have to deal with uh, uh, people doing fairly, sometimes fairly menial jobs? I mean supervising potholes and that and making sure that they get fixed. It's very, very important. It's absolutely essential work, mm. but sometimes it's not the most glamorous kind of work. I'll put it to you. Ah,
0: who wants the glam? As long as the job gets done. <laughs> the glamour is in the doing and a complete job I
1: like your spirit I love it
0: Doc, many thanks and uh, well done job very well done you you you, you make South Africa great because uh, you came up with an, an idea innovative idea and it's working
1: but a team is doing it a yes. team is doing it and we want to have some more teams doing it in other parts of the country so you know, please uh, I'd love to hear from you but there's got to be commitment local commitment we can't as I said just you know, fly backwards and forwards there's got to be commitment sure. you're actually going to do a proper maintenance program with the funding and so on
0: Dr. Ken Wall at CSIR. Please email him kwall at csr.co.za You never know, he might come and visit and help you start off and uh, make sure that infrastructure in your area uh, serves, serves your needs much better. We'll chat to Andrew Barray, co-founder of uh, the Siakula Education Foundation, also talking about skills and how to help people really have a better chance at uh, a good life. Stay with us.
2: We are very brand conscious people in South Africa. Any brand that you're wearing, any
0: brand that you're driving, any brand that is in your house, if any person talks bad about it,
2: you fight. You say, you know what, this is my brand. You don't talk bad about them, you know. And and that is seen with ambassadors taken, uh, you know, to other countries. Especially when they were from the opposition parties, they don't uh, disagree anymore. They
0: agree because you represent the friends of Africa. Join me, Manza Shangwe, on Heads Up on S F M weekdays, four to six a.m. Every weekend, S A F M brings you the people at the center of the stories. We give you a clear perspective on national and international events. Find out how on Weekend AM Live from 6 every Saturday and Sunday morning. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
2: Good morning to you. How are morning, you?
1: David. I'm nice and you? No, you're not nice. <laughs> you can't use that term. Why not? Why can't you have nice health? My health is nice.
0: It doesn't make sense. It's, I'm 65 years old. I've never heard anybody use that word regarding their health. So you're a role model and you've even got people phoning in and you're asking them and they're saying, I'm nice. But what, what does nice mean? Well, it doesn't mean much regarding your health. It's the wrong word to use. It's just unusual. You're not used it's, to it. It's very unusual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so have your say on the open line on Wednesday mornings with me, Vuyo Mboli. The talk shop.
0: Nineteen minutes uh, to eight. Joining us on the line, the coff not on the line in the studio. pick pardon. I'm so used to talking to people on the phone. The co-founder of Siakula uh, Education Foundation, Andrew Barre. Andrew, good evening. Thank you for joining us.
2: Hi. Good evening. Great to be here.
0: How How is the foundation going?
2: Yeah, it's great. Um, we've been around for about uh, six years, yeah. and as the name would suggest, we've uh, involved primarily in education. Uh, and we've been working in township communities mm. over that time uh, on various projects, um, and we win some, we lose some as things go. Uh, but in general, I think it's it's uh, an issue that's really important to us, and I think um, I think it's really important for the country that.
0: Well, where did the idea for putting the foundation together come about?
2: So I mean, like all good things. Uh, These things happen by accident a little bit Um, We I guess a bunch of circumstances came together And we ended up a group of people In Ivory Park With a little computer training centre And we Started working with people from their community And things really have just grown quite organically from then. Mm-hmm. Um, we got involved with a wonderful organization called The Youth, uh, which has got uh, a national reach around South Africa that's right. helping uh, kids access post-school opportunities. Mm. And then I think what's been really interesting for us um, and exciting at this stage is we've been really looking at how do we blend uh, technology and education. And I think we all... Are quite well aware Of the massive gaps We've got yes. In the system Yes You know We can all spot All kinds of statistics And mm. it, it really is As bad as it sounds And how do we then Leverage technology Which is so pervasive In every other aspect Of our lives uh-huh. How do we leverage that In a positive way That can help Particularly young kids at a school-going level to improve their knowledge and their abilities so that they can access uh, decent opportunities in the future.
0: And the ones that never had the opportunity, who have done a trick, couldn't go to tertiary education, to do higher institute, to institute of higher learning, who would could, could use a scale or two to start
2: somewhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I mean, we we we've got a computer uh, literacy training centres uh, mm-hmm. that run in Ivory Park and Deepslut and. Uh, f- hopefully a few more opening by the end of this year. Mm. Um, but I think what we realized is that we really have to go deeper. Um, it's no good just giving people computer lessons. we need to be able to give uh, to be able to transfer knowledge that people can use and, and and with the skills that will kind of enable them to access much greater life opportunities right. and that's I think one of the reasons why we've spent a lot of time working with school children because we've got longer time that we can work with them. Mm-hmm. And if we can improve their core subjects like mathematics and English and stuff, the opportunities that are available after school are just so much better as a result.
0: I'm, I'm told that you guys have uh, seen great improvements, high school kids, primary school kids doing well in maths and science. Yeah, so
2: um, so things are still... Uh, the, the current current project that we're working on uh, is based in mm-hmm. Um We've been working with a group of 50... Kids from grade eight over the last uh, over the last year, mm. and what we've been trying to do is see whether we can use computer-based educational solutions to improve mathematics performance. Yes, the, we know maths is a huge problem uh, countrywide, uh, where kids are just uh, often just not getting the skills that they require from mm. school, mm. and we try and work out can we. Can we provide kids with access to resources that where there's quality online content um, or computer-based content that can improve their their school results? So what we've been doing primarily over the last year um, is is using the a website called the Khan Academy, which was really started by a guy named Salman Khan in America who wanted to tutor his two nieces, but they lived on the other side of the country. And so what he started doing was he started making videos and loading them onto YouTube and then developed some exercises for his nieces to do so that he could track to see oh, wow. whether they were kind of actually understanding what he was trying to teach them. Yeah. And what started happening was all kinds of people totally unconnected to this guy started logging on to his YouTube videos and sending him, him emails saying things like, you know, for the first time in my life, I did quadratic equations and smiled afterwards. And suddenly, uh, the Bill Gates Fund, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Google got involved and provided a little, um, some quite substantial financial support and there's now, if you go to this website, there are over 4,100 videos online, uh, predominantly in maths but also history and, uh, some science and physics mm. and some computer science and even some finance uh, videos now, but you can go on and you can learn like a whole gambit of stuff. You can go on and start with really basic arithmetic uh where you 're trying you 're trying to learn one plus one and you can go through to advanced calculus and so we 've been trying to see whether we can take these videos and the exercises yeah. and put them in front of kids from Dislu and see whether that can improve their school performance
0: in, i mean DevSloot, we know what dilu is like um finding a place keeping it running and safe so that it it continues to draw young people in there, continues to impress parents because children are having fun, they in a safe environment and they're doing well at school. How big a challenge is that been?
2: yeah, that's a huge challenge. I mean we're very fortunate in Depslet though, we work off a center called the Bopalong Center. Mm. Um, there's a number of NGOs uh, that operate from there. And uh it's it's very well maintained, it's very well run, it's very secure. And so in that space we're very fortunate um you, you know, I think there's an important part to everything that we do mm. and that's like there's a big emphasis on by invitation so we extend an invitation to um, to people to join us and to take part in our programs and we we, we find that the people who come through are just incredible individuals and yeah. often as a result of them being there and forming a collective community as a yeah. result um, there's there's a lot of self Management that happens, and people take ownership of these projects, and they f- and they really feel like like this belongs to them, and they really feel a sense um, of of being connected to what we're doing, which makes maintenance and those kind of issues I think a lot easier because people feel like they have a vested interest in this.
0: Impressive, because I I, I just feel that the level of people being energized about education and about seeking knowledge.
2: I mean, education is massive, and that's a key thing. You know, we can look at the stats and, and you know, the hundreds of thousands of kids who drop out of school between grade one and matric, mm. and between. But behind each statistic, there's uh, a, a living, breathing human being. Um, and what we've found often is that it's not that uh, it's not that these kids don't want to learn. It's mm. just that they don't aren't given the opportunities, and that's a real tra- tragedy in all of this. And so. Initiatives like this computer-based learning yes. are, are really just about providing opportunities for those individuals who who want to access this to do so. And we we've just found there there are just countless, countless of people who are longing for this and are thirsty for this and are hungry for this.
0: How many are you able to absorb? Because Dipsolute dip is a big place. Yeah, there are other surrounding areas too. So. The,
2: so maybe I can just take a quick step back, And yeah. just have a quick uh and and discuss a little bit what what we did last year yeah um and that will feed into that question so we some we worked with some teachers from Saint David's Maristinanda yes. um in sansson to to look to look at the Khan Academy website mm-hmm. to look at the videos and the exercises, and then to link that up to the South African curriculum because obviously it's not a perfect fit, yes, very American and mm-hmm. everything. So um, they also developed a baseline assessment to test where these learners are in the curriculum Or, or how, what standard they're at um, And when they gave us the test, they, in their words, they would be very concerned if any of their own learners failed this test Yeah When we gave it to our group of Dipslord kids, none of them passed The highest mark was 32%, um, the class average was 18% Yeah and after six months of these online videos linked with these exercises mm. um, that was put together on a curriculum by these teachers, we saw um, an overall average increase of 22%, wow. which was probably a lot higher than what we were expecting. Yes, we, I think, yeah. we would have been happy with a 10% increase. But it shows that there's really something there. Now, granted that that only takes the kids from an average as a group of from 18% to 40%, but we really think that that there's enough there to suggest that we can go further from 40% yeah. into the 50s and 60s. And as soon as we get there, we can get into the 70s and 80s, I think. So um, the kids who come are just incredibly committed and inspiring individuals. And I think that speaks to the reality that there are so many children in this country who, given the opportunity, grab it with both hands. And uh,
0: I think also for, for a change now it, it speaks to the parents Having better relations with their children In terms of school
2: Yeah, absolutely And it speaks to the teachers as well as I mean, well. when we first started Uh our efforts in education about six years ago, we visited a number of high schools in Ivory Park mm. thinking that this was where the problem was, you know, kids weren't getting good matrix. And so what can we do to help these schools? And every one of those high schools said to us, please go to the primary school <laughs> because the kids are coming through into, into grade eight and they're struggling to count. Um, and they're struggling to do basic skills like times tables. I mean, even now, even uh, this afternoon, I was sitting with, with a child who would take, um, a half a minute to add 8 plus 13 and this is a 14 year old child, I mean it shouldn't be the case mm. and so that's why we need to be we need to be heading uh, uh, we need to be doing a lot of remedial stuff with these mm. kids mm. and that's where technology can come in and can help it can help us to have a very personalized and individualized experience, so a kid who already knows their timetables and they're at a curriculum level, mm. can get onto mm. a computer and they can do whatever content they need to do um, but uh, what the technology allows you to do is the kids who are struggling, they can go back and they can gain those skills that are needed to get back to a curriculum level. And that's something that's almost impossible for a teacher to do in a classroom of 40, 50, 60 kids. So if we can start to use computers and computer-based learning, um, we think there's real value in here. And and to to, to to touch on the question about how do we move, you know, Dipslitz, we've got a small center, Dipslitz yes, a large community, yes. and the, the need is huge throughout this country. It's countrywide. It's totally countrywide. What we're really looking to do is contribute to what we believe is a growing open source community of people who are looking to collaborate and to share ideas. Mm. And so we've started working with uh, Lin Bowie from VITS, University, she lectures in mathematics. Yes. And she um, is going to be heading up a team, people developing the content for us, and then uh, we'll be making sure that that works uh, on the ground. And then that content will be made freely available for others to use in their own spaces. And so we look forward to, I guess, collaborating, but also to sharing our experiences, and then also to inviting others to try out their own uh, experiments in their own communities because at the end of the day i think something like education really is a societal issue and oh, yeah. the more people that we can get involved in this kind of stuff experimenting with things and working out what works in what context mm. uh, and the more the more young people we can help to to, to attain better uh, at school can only set us uh, in for a better future as Where were
0: play? you When I was in school <laughs> mm, Andrew where were you 7 minutes uh, to 8 Andrew Barré Co-founder of Siakura uh, Education Foundation He also works with uh, Leen Barr The lecturer In mathematics At the uh, University Of the Rand. Um Rand Everything you mentioned Costs money And loads of it where do you get it? Who's helping you? And how do you sustain yourself? So,
2: I mean, we've been really, um, we've been very fortunate in that we've had uh, some long-term donors, uh, Data Tech in particular, mm. and Hatch, uh, the engineering firm, um, have been instrumental in helping us to grow this. And then we have a private um, family trust that's that's played a key role, particularly mm. in the last uh, year or so, helping us to grow. But we certainly could do with as much as we can possibly get and it is a big limiting factor, obviously, being able to access finances. Yeah. But what we what's really important for us is that everything that we do, first of all, needs to be effective. It needs to work, obviously, but it also needs to be sustainable. And sustainable can mean a number of of different um, things, but. Um, in some so what we've started to do in terms of trying to make this more self-sustaining is we actually charge the kids to come to our centers I, which, I, I which saw
0: which your rating as far as your computer costs is are concerned. that really not bad so I must confess yeah so that the really adult
2: training bad. is probably about um, a quarter of what you would pay if you went to a suburban college or, or somewhere. Yes. Um but and then on the kids program with the maths we charge 50 rand a month. Um and we haven't found that to be a barrier uh, to entry in any way yes. so far. There are a couple of learners who um who have particularly difficult circumstances at home mm. and so they can't they can't even afford that and so they're on bursaries. Um but it costs us about 250 rand per learner per month us to run this program and um, so the learner will pay 50 rand of that and we anybody interested in contributing to that um, is very very welcome to be in touch with me Um, and we can we can work out how we can make that happen so we're looking at somewhere of about 200 rand per learner per month and I mean this stuff can fundamentally change someone's future I mean the difference between knowing Um, how to do maths or even the difference between taking maths literacy and pure mathematics in terms of your prospects after school Mm. are massive and you can quite literally change someone's future prospects um, I'm
0: I'm wondering as well, I mean there's a lot of people who have discovered when they're looking for jobs or are in a job and they're feeling stagnant They need to get to the next level And it sends them back to your computer school To say, look, you need to brush up on this and that Is there an opportunity for such people Within the district area Who can come to you and say, can I mean, Andrew, and uh, use a program for me, please
2: Yeah, no, there has to be So people who are interested in training Specifically just need to go to our website And they can get all of the our contact details Yeah, And certainly, um, I think you know, even in the mathematics side of things, what what's really powerful about computer-based education is how personalised it can be. So someone can come in um, at whatever level they're at currently, mm. and they could, and um, they'll be able to access um, something that's appropriate to them. Um, we're not quite at that stage yet because we're still beginning But in, in a few years you should be able to come down and say You know what, I actually just need to do a little bit of calculus Because it's going to help me in some such and such and such And you could even subscribe for maybe a month or two months or something And then be on your way Or you could also uh, get uh, get all of our content off, the, off our website and, and, and to be doing it yourself at home
0: Are uh, the teachers coming in as well?
2: So the teachers have... Um, we haven't worked much with the with the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Um, uh, we we I think trying to um, trying to bite off what we can chew at the moment. <laughs> um, but I think there's huge opportunity. I mean, there's really um, uh, there are a number of teachers who are just doing amazing things against all odds in in really difficult yeah. Yeah. Uh, situations at school. And I think what this this really should be able should help teachers be able to um, to do some remedial stuff with kids in the future. So so teachers who don't have time to go back on basic concepts like learning to um, do addition with carrying or subtraction with borrowing, yeah. if we can set up a functioning technological sensor that's just got computers and these lessons on the computer and the kid can work through them and get up to a curriculum level, um, I think... I think that is one option that that can help to alleviate the mess we're in at the moment.
0: I think just as we were saying to Dr. Dr. Wall, uh, you guys need to take this nationwide as well. Um, because there's a lot of people who could benefit from this.
2: So I think, you know, uh, we've we're also been uh, quite strong believers of local ownership, similar to your previous guest as well. Yeah. And... Um, uh, and there's a number of people doing a number of things already all, all over the place. We think particularly of the guys in Ikamba uh, Youth. Um, and, uh, you know, it just makes a lot of sense for us to collaborate. Uh, there's an organization called Sia Vula. They're oh. doing amazing things, producing free textbooks and stuff online. Um, I think they've got grades 10, 11, and 12 at the moment. And there's really an opportunity for for us to work with these organizations to work with teachers retired teachers or teachers that oh yes. have a real passion yes, for this yes. bring back um,
0: those maths teachers from industry yeah exactly right and
2: yeah. I think there's massive opportunity there and hopefully hopefully as we grow um, this will be a real invitation for people to join uh, we, we've called this project OLICO uh, I just need to put that out there and um, OLICO stands for Open Learning in Community and um, we really hope that that we'll be able to live up to that name, that we'll be able to invite people to collaborate and work together and to grow the educational experience and do it as a community.
0: Andrew, thank you for coming in. I'm excited. Thank you so I'm much. I'm excited. I love things like this because education is very close to my heart. That's why sometimes I always say, when I grow up, I want to be very educated. But that's uh, something for another time. <laughs> but thank you for coming through, and uh, keep up the good work. I hope you get all the support and all the resources and all the money you need Great. to, to thank grow you so this much. and uh, improve that uh, local ownership, as it were. It's 8 o'clock, time for the news with the Grechos.